Hey, welcome to the third episode of Little Gems. This chat is with Nat and we discuss yoga. It's a powerful one. So powerful actually that since this was recorded in April, I have done yoga twice. And let me tell you, that's two times more than I would have done it otherwise. And I truly do believe that. She sure does make it sound incredibly alluring in a lot of different ways. And it's beautiful to hear her journey with the practice. And you're gonna wanna stretch after you listen. It's gonna inspire you in that way. And when I say you're gonna, I mean Y-O-G-A-N-N-A, to be clear. Do enjoy that pun and do enjoy this chat with Nat. Hello, Nat. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm good. How's it going? Not bad, not bad. How has your cue time been in this era of quarantine that we're living through right now? (laughs) Um, It's definitely been interesting. It's been kind of a wave of emotions, lots of really positive still moments, and then just like rushes of like anxiety. And yeah, it's been kind of testing me a lot, but I feel grateful for being home, of course, and healthy. And yeah, I'm just kind of taking it day by day hour by hour but I'm feeling pretty good right now so that's great I completely could not agree more and I'm so glad to hear that you're feeling beautiful today do you think that it's kind of been a pattern that's happening are you kind of easing into this new way of life that we're becoming more and more accustomed to I think I'm easing in and like also I think from living in like an independent situation in New York and coming into my family, it's like such a blessing because I feel their support and love, but it also mm. comes with a lot more energy and ways that people are dealing with things. And um, I just think we're all kind of learning to adjust and work with one another. So that's just like adding another layer of like, it's hard to distinguish my own emotions from theirs right now. And so I kind of just have to like keep on like taking walks outside and like reconnect with myself or do the things that I need to just like kind of find that clarity. But I definitely think each day it's getting better. Yeah. (laughs) How it's going. (laughs) Energy is such a, such a critical part of it. And I think that it's very easy to be influenced by other energies right now because you don't really have the, the physical ability to separate yourself. So it's easy to be impacted by things that normally you'd kind of be able to not necessarily isolate yourself from, but be able to stay independent from and I know so many of our friends are now back home and adjusting to that and yeah and I think we're used to each other as like a support yeah. system we can go to and I mean thank god for zoom and everything but you also want to disconnect from media and all the technology and digital space so it's like finding that balance of like staying connected and having support and then also just like taking care of yourself it's Absolutely. a hard one so true. And um, we are actually going to be engaging in a digital cleanse, a one-week cleanse. This is the ultimate and accountability. Right here. Whoever wants to join, I can't believe that I'm scared that I'm, like, I can't do it. I know I can do it. I'm going to do it. But we're going to do an Instagram cleanse for the week. Um, I think we we're just talking, like, during this time, it it's so hard. You just get so inundated with information and you don't really realize how much it's affecting you um, and kind of paying attention to other people's lives um, over your own. 
so I think this will be good. That's yeah. such a good point is it's it's like there's too much stimulus. And even though things are so quiet in our physical world right now, it's like the digital space is where everything is going. Everything is aggregating. There's so much new content, so many new articles every day, new fitness classes to try. And mm-hmm. also everyone's on their phones more. So you have more messages and just more, like you've said, energy. There's a lot more energy surrounding us. So I actually think that's a perfect segue into asking you what you've been doing to kind of find your balance in that and what your little gem is right now in your life. My little gem. Um, <laughs> for my little gem, but on another note, <laughs> I would definitely say yoga has always been a, a big, big part of my life. Um, it kind of I don't know, helped me really reconnect myself two years ago when I was going through some pretty dark depression. So I think for me, um, knowing I always have my mat creates like a safe space in the morning. But that being said, prior to the quarantine beginning, kind of basically the last two years, I don't think there's a day that I haven't done a little mini flow in the morning. And it's really like just like my time to like be still, gather myself before I introduce myself to the world or any other like exterior forces but like I'm not gonna like pretend it's been easy right now like I think this morning I laid in bed and I watched like a yoga video on on YouTube like I was just so tired that I was I knew I wanted to do this class but I was still exhausted and I have to also be mindful of like not pushing it too much right now and um maybe like my yoga and meditation is just by like going for a walk outside by myself for a few minutes and then coming back in um but I would say like it really is that flow and knowing I have that space to go to that always keeps me grounded has been like a big part of my life and a very big gem (laughs) yeah that's so beautiful did you get into it initially through classes then or was it something that you kind of took upon yourself because admittedly I am such a yoga noob like I know nothing I have tried to do courses not courses I have tried to do workshops and classes and I find it incredibly challenging like I cannot get the sequences I can't get the moves right I think another big part of it is that because there's no mirror I have very little body awareness and so I I I think that I'm doing what the instructor is doing and they will come move me in a way that I didn't even know my body could move. And I, I find yeah. it actually stressful. And that's yeah. why I think I'm always so curious how people get such relief out of it and such a release through yoga. I used to find it so, so stressful. So don't worry about mm-hmm. that. I think the hard thing is like when people say like they're not good at yoga, like no one is bad at yoga. Cause like, I don't know when a teacher kind of explain it to me is like yoga is truly just like listening to your breath and following that you could literally be on your back the entire class but really grounding in and listening to your breath and that is your beautiful yoga practice I think things get so Mm. complicated and like people try to make it a workout and I've really tried to separate my workout from yoga because it's like my meditative spiritual moment it's not me trying to get a sweat in because then the focus just totally disappears um But I started, like, my first class, like, I went with my mom. I was, like, eight years old and my older brother. And we went to, like, a hot yoga class. And we just laughed the entire class. And we just thought it was the (laughs) sweetest thing ever. So, like, it definitely took a whole, like, over many years. Um, But 
for me, it was like, I kind of, I was in a pretty low spot and I had tried many methods to find mm-hmm. relief. So when I finally found the right teacher and was inspired, I was like, okay, this is what I need. And it clicked for me, but it doesn't mean it's right for everyone, but it really has been like my saving grace. I'm so grateful for it. <laughs> I mean, it sounds incredibly alluring. I've got to say, I could definitely use a little bit of that piece in my life. Do you think that, because you mentioned that the teacher has such, or had, I guess, such a big role in you really falling into yoga, but I mean, I'd love to hear a bit more about your journey into becoming a teacher yourself, because I think that that is such a testament to how important it is to you and that you want to share this with others. Yeah. So, um, it was like a year and a half ago. Um, so I had graduated from college and I knew I wasn't necessarily ready to go back to New York um, to full-time modeling. It had kind of just been a dark space for me for a bit of time and I needed to, I don't know, I just wasn't really ready for that big transition from like full-on school to full-on work. So I, and I knew I loved yoga. So two days before I was about to go back to New York, I was like, okay, went on my computer, researched everything and I found this incredible trip that popped up and it was like um, a 200 hour yoga teacher training in Bali at the yoga barn, which I had heard already like amazing things about. It's kind of like a huge jungle tree fort in the middle middle of Bali and I had some of the most like profound teachers there and also just like a lot of independent individual travelers circling through. So for me, I didn't really go in with the mentality of like, oh, I'm going to teach, but I went in with the mentality of like, okay, I need to go and learn and use this as like kind of an emotional release, like, like kind of, I just wanted to get inspired in a different way. So Mm -hmm. I didn't, I was going to want to teach after, but I knew I needed something that like had structure, but also allowed me to address my emotions and feelings within a support system. Okay. And I moved to Bali. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So that actually brings up something that I've kind of always wondered, just given that, as I mentioned, I have a complicated relationship with yoga. I don't really have a sense of what clarity comes to the mind when you are in that state. What is it that your brain is transforming into? I mean, is it like a meditation or thoughts just passing through or are you really focused on the body is it kind of passive or very active thinking in that the structure of like our days were that when we would like wake up we'd wake up at five and we'd have like no connectivity to like the outside world we wouldn't like address our phones and when we walked into the studio we wouldn't even like talk or like look at the look at anyone really because everyone wanted to just like stay that was how the teacher wanted us to think was like to stay in your own zone in the morning And we would do a meditation, which is active. Like you are, you're coming into a blissful state, but you're kind of, a lot of people meditate in various different ways, but like, I like to see it as like, my thoughts are like clouds and like different information, although it will keep coming in, you just push that away and kind of focus on the clarity behind that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then slowly it just becomes easier. Um, But then I find really like, when I go into a yoga vinyasa flow, I don't have to think about all these thoughts coming in because they stop coming in when I'm focused on my breath. So you're using mm. a, you're just constantly focused on your breath. All of a sudden it just becomes this like 
immersive experience and it allows for like the shavasana moment at the end of the class to be truly meditative because you've already released so much energy during that flow. That sounds so liberating because I find that maybe sometimes what I associate meditation with and admittedly I've done some headspace meditations and I have found them incredibly powerful even though I know I'm not a strong meditator in any sense of the word but I still I associate it with kind of that ability to distract and not necessarily distract the mind actually that's probably not the right word but to to kind of just let it flow and I love that analogy of the clouds because I don't think it's about turning off your thoughts but it's about letting them pass and letting them kind of roll through but I can't help but to wonder, like when you first got into yoga, so I don't know if you had been, have been, I should say, pursuing it since you were seven, but oh, no, no, no. Okay. So you really <laughs> got back into it after college. Um, In college, it kind of started for me because I, I'm like, I don't know, I was like a really big perfectionist and super into school and kind of overdrive and work. So someone introduced me to a teacher in college that I really loved and it kind of just slowly started to form that I like really noticed I felt differently after class and like it was I don't know but it became a big part yeah after college so two years ago so even when you were just learning these moves or these poses your mind was still able to get itself into that wonderful state of kind of meditation you weren't overly focused on necessarily the actual actions or the stretches or whatever it may be it was just about like getting your brain into that space yeah I think there's something beautiful about the discipline and like Mm -hmm. I also think anatomy is important so you don't hurt yourself because some of the poses are just like not normal for a human body so I think like I did like basic poses so that then I can focus on breathing but yeah like so at the start like and it gets easier over time and it kind of becomes like second nature but um there's kind of like yin yoga is a lot of a slower form stretch type of yoga so that's when you spend like five minutes in each pose and I remember coming into like pigeon pose for the first time and it's like really big hip flexor pose and just so uncomfortable and I remember like being having to do that for like five minutes when I was in Bali and I was already so emotional and just sitting there and in my head I was like fuck you can just believe this but I was like fuck this fuck this like what's this over um and I like went teacher after like crying I was like I hated that whole class so much he was like great you're supposed to hate that and it's just like a thing you have to sit in the discomfort to Mm -hmm. learn to be okay with being in that moment so now I'm like Whenever I go into pigeon pose, I'm like, okay, Natalie, you're going to be here for five minutes. Like, you're going to choose how you're going to handle this. Either I'm freaking out in my head or I'm just focusing on breathing. Either way, I'm there. You know? I love that perspective. Either way, you're there. So why not try and enjoy the ride? Yeah. Throw a tantrum in pigeon doesn't really work (laughs) well. I tried. (laughs) I'm dying to know what exactly the pigeon is because I have the most atrocious hip flexors on planet earth truly the one time that I did do yoga that was a direct quote from my instructor was these are she wouldn't even call she didn't even say your hip flexor she said these pointed at them these are the most atrocious hip flexors I've ever seen that's probably why you don't like yoga firstly it's not a good yoga teacher um yeah I would say no you actually have to be 
I think a lot of people in those kind of worlds and like, I don't know, a lot of things have come out about Bikram, but there are different teachers and their styles that might be way more focused on like this disciplinary and kind of hierarchical act, which I really don't think is the true nature of yoga. Um, so first you should probably like <laughs> totally fucked with your mind, but <laughs> we can do pigeon on our next Skype call. We'll do a little Please. yoga session and your hip flexors are just fun. <laughs> I need that. I need that. I am really curious about what it's like for you when you're teaching a class. Is it kind of whatever moves you and whatever you feel should be next in the sequence or how does that, what is that process like for you? That's a good question. Um, so when I came back from Bali, I felt like I had such an emotional intuitive experience and really got to know myself, but I didn't necessarily feel like I could properly sequence a class. Um, I was just so nervous. Like that's such a, I've never been like one for being in the center and it felt very much like, because it had helped me so much, I just wanted every class to be perfect. And I wanted mm-hmm. to, like, impress people the way it had for me. Um, so I, like, messaged out to one of my favorite yoga teachers in New York. And we got coffee, and I asked her to help mentor me. And then we would, like, meet twice a week, and she would help go through sequences of, like, she really got me to think way more about the postures that I was doing. Like, you wouldn't necessarily do, like, a hip opener if you were, like, it was like all contrary. Like you really had to balance out through each class mm-hmm. and have the stretching poses at the end. Yeah. It needed to like combat what exactly you were doing beforehand. So it got me like okay. thinking a lot more of like, I needed to spend far more time creating sequences that weren't going to hurt people. And then also knowing that you were going to have so many different bodies come into a studio and there needs to be different ways to adjust. So you had to learn, learn a lot of like different ways you can use blocks and different ways that they can come into the poses, not to like create injury. Cause that's the last thing that you want to happen. Right. Um, so that like has been amazing. But then since I've come home and not been teaching in a studio, I have been doing the classes with my family and like just been guiding them. So that's been more intuitive. Like I'll play like the playlist that I create the night before, but I kind of just, flow based on like what exactly I need and hopefully it works for everyone and I feel like because I know my body I know what poses will kind of create that balancing effect um but yeah I'm still learning so much like honestly I can't wait to go back and like dive in I might do a course online on it like there's still a lot a lot to get to is the idea kind of when you say that balancing or that contrasting is it like a yin and yang like a movement okay Okay, that makes sense for me. Yeah, and then also, like, if you're doing, like, a lot of, like, kind of crazy work on your hips, you need to really stretch those out at the end. It's like after you go running, like, you have to stretch mm-hmm. certain muscles so you don't feel it the next day. It should be something you can do every day if you want to. Um, so, yeah, that's, I'm learning. i got to brush up my anatomy a little bit. But. Is is there a reason why you think you do it in the mornings? Like, what is it about starting your day with yoga that is just so blissful to you? Okay. Um, I It's crazy how much I can feel if I haven't done yoga in the morning. Um, it just allows me to get a lot of the pent-up energy out. I think so much of our energy is trapped in different parts of our body. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially right now I feel like I almost need like I'll like start off a yoga session just by like shaking my whole body out and getting rid of everything I need to um 
I think it's also just like it allows for like consistency and I mean it's the same with like working out for me like whenever I start the day with that like my habits just kind of revolve around that and I I don't know I just naturally feel more still and appreciative and I also like whenever you start your day with gratitude I feel like that just it's how you're operating throughout the rest of the day so you gotta yourself yeah absolutely it's the best start it's it's so critical to kind of set your intentions through that as well I think those those first few minutes and hours of your day like you said it always reminds me of this was this is like a memory that I have being in high school and starting the day and eating like let's say something pretty grody like a McDonald's egg sandwich and then you're just off to the races with that in mind it's like well why would I why would I go for a run and have a salad for lunch like I'm on it now oh get yeah start with a McDonald's sandwich I'm gonna be having like a milkshake for lunch then a jug of peanut butter like you're just gonna go you're stepping it up yeah yeah no it's important to set the tone yeah absolutely do you do it do you find it energizing then in that sense or is it something that kind of relaxes you depending on what you need in the morning I think it's definitely energizing when I wake up I'm honestly always pretty tired I don't know what it is but um especially during this time I think we're just like more exhausted than we know but it's it energizes me because I know I can like start my practice on my back so I'm already in like a restful state Mm -hmm. like slowly stretching and slowly waking up and and it just starts going, and after it, I'm like, okay, it's fired up, let's go. Um, I don't know, it just kind of evolves. I love that. Are you yeah. listening to music while you do it, or is it kind of just oh, you and the I you and the a good playlist? I'll share it with you. Yes, um, please. No, I have a really nice acoustic playlist. I've definitely like after classes that I've loved, I've like gone up to many teachers and been like, where did you get your music from? And just like mm. taking little tokens from all of them but I think music really plays a big part and then like I light a little candle if I have sage I'll like kind of clear the space and have that and then I also have this like mini Ganesh um which we used to have I'll show you it it's right next to me I wish I but it's um it's beautiful (laughs) at the top of our class in Bali so it's really a good reminder for me because it's just a symbol of like my entire time there, how far I've come, and, like, my love for mm. the entire time of it. Um, yeah, so I think just having, like, your little, um, what would I call that? Your, not your centerpiece, but, like, your, you need to create your space in the way that's okay. right for you. So whether it's, like, having your mat out with some candles or, like, a little note, right. like, important to set that for what you need. Yeah, the, the physical environment does matter. Absolutely. If you need clarity in the mind, you need clarity in your space. And I need to ask, what is a Ganesh? I just saw it and it looked like an elephant kind of holding like a mask in his right hand and then a little bird in his left. (laughs) The Ganesh is all about protection and power and safeguarding us from life's crazy obstacles. So yeah, that's why he's got his sword. He's he's protecting us. I need me a room full of Ganeshes. can never have enough in that vein with protection and the power of the Ganesh on your side 
what could you see yourself kind of envisioning for your future in yoga? Like what is there a kind of a dream, um, be it big picture or something more tangible? I don't know if it's like a certification, but what, what's next in the journey? Um, I think since I did my 200 hour, I would like to like evolve on that and maybe do like a more advanced, like 300 hour um, and go to a desk. I, I like the idea of going to a destination and doing it in a kind of full on chunk because I felt mm-hmm. like I really liked the information opposed to it being spread out and just mm-hmm. a week on the um, I think the ultimate goal will be so I'm mentoring with a studio right now. I would love to then teach at that studio like part time while I'm working. And then maybe hopefully I open my own studio or I start retreats. I don't know. I'm such a nomad. So I really love the idea of inspiring others and traveling with them in different places. Um, I don't know. I think it could be amazing. So that's definitely on my mind. Look, if that ball starts rolling, please sign me in. I, I know for a fact that I need yoga in my life. Everything about it resonates with what I care about and what I'm passionate about and what I'm seeking from how I spend my time really. But I also am so aware, like you said, that it's about having the right teacher Mm -hmm. and the right mindset going into it. And I mean, I can't think of anyone better to set me off on that journey than you. So truly (laughs) would love that. Okay. Well, Nat, before we go, if somebody like me is interested in dipping their toe in yoga and getting started, but they don't have access to you, which I am lucky to have access to. How would you suggest, is there a specific kind of yoga that you recommend for beginners or some sort of way of beginning their practice? And what does that kind of look like for someone who has no yoga experience whatsoever? Okay, well, I think right now, um, especially during this time when we're using a lot of online forms for getting inspired, I would Mm -hmm. follow like Few of my favorite studios are like Moto Yoga, New York, Skyting Yoga, and um, Rare Yoga, and also Y Yoga. They offer all um, oh, and Sweat Yoga. So there's like five <laughs> options. They offer nice vinyasa free classes. Um, so I think I don't know. I just think like doing like a 60 minute vinyasa flow. You don't necessarily need to be good like there is no good but just like diving into it and creating your Mm -hmm. own space where like maybe no one's around you so you're not having any of that outside thought um otherwise yeah I don't know like there's great podcasts that kind of dove me into spirituality um I personally love Be Here Now by Ram Dass he talks a lot about yeah it's a lot about consciousness and when I was in Bali we did something called Yoga Nidra which is um kind of a form of awakening your consciousness and really feeling those vibrations in your body. So I think the moment I truly felt that that was a real thing for me, I knew I wanted more. And I knew Mm. that this was onto something and this was right. So I think it's like having that connection where you're like, okay, it's real, it's there. So maybe that podcast would inspire people to start thinking differently and trying things that maybe like I don't know. I think there's a lot of things out there that might seem like hokey, but mm. I think there's a truth also and it's worth exploring. Um, yeah, that would be my best advice. Absolutely. And like you said, there's 
so many online resources that are available. So this is at least something that people can be pursuing within the comfort of their own home. And especially if it's about making that space for yourself that you feel comfortable in, then it's actually probably a really perfect and ideal time to begin that yoga journey for someone who's yet to gain any experience. Oh, wonderful. Well, I feel inspired and I also feel relaxed. My heartbeat has kind of slowed down throughout this conversation. And I'm like imagining myself being taken <laughs> into this very, trance. yeah, exactly. I'm in a trance. So thank you for taking me there and for just calming my soul. You have such a wonderful presence and I cannot wait to have another yoga class with you. I love you and I cannot wait. You're the best. Thanks for having me on here. Love you. Have a beautiful afternoon. Love you. Bye. Bye.